Welcome to the Haunted Haulers Podcast, a place where your hosts, Wendy and April, discuss the creepy things that lurk in the misty shadows of the Appalachian Hills. I am, as always, the mysterious voice in the walls. Hey everybody, I'm Wendy. And I'm April. Near Louisville in southeastern Jefferson County, Kentucky, a rusty old train trestle bridge spans 742 feet across and towers 90 feet above Pope Lick Creek and South Pope Lick Road. The Pope Lick train trestle is plagued by a tragic and deadly history. Built in the late 1800s, many people incorrectly assume that this behemoth made of corroded steel beams and wooden tracks is no longer in use. However, the trestle, owned by the Norfolk Southern Railway, is a major pathway for freight trains coming into Louisville, with speeding trains making the five to seven minute trip across this trestle bridge, creating vibrations strong enough to shake the ground below hourly, both day and night. Since at least the early 1940s, rumors of a murderous goat man with hypnotic powers have circulated amongst locals. According to one variation of the legend, the Pope monster is a bipedal creature that has the strong legs of a goat covered in thick dark hair and the pale ghostly white torso of a man. On its head are two short, sharp horns nestled in a mop of matted dark hair similar to the hair on the legs. The creature's yellow eyes are set wide on either side of its prominently curved nose. This half-goat, half-man resembles the description of a satyr, However, the similarities to the fun-loving and wild nature spirit in Greek mythology end with this description. The goat man of Pope Lick is said to appear on the trestle at night with the sole intention of luring people onto the tracks. Some say that he attracts his victims by impersonating the voice of a loved one, or perhaps the panicked cries of an infant or child in distress. Those who hear his call are lured onto the tracks and then mesmerized, frozen in place by the look in his glowing yellow eyes. By the time the victims realize that the yellow glow comes not from the monster's eyes, but from the headlight of an oncoming train, it is too late. They are forced to make the split-second decision to jump to their death from the trestle or be hit by the speeding train. Another variation of the legend says that the creature often jumps from the top of the trestle onto the hoods of cars driving along South Pope Lick Road below, causing accidents and chaos. Some claim that the creature wields a rusty, bloody axe with which it has been known to chase its targets onto the train tracks, while others say that if one runs across the trestle, the creature will reach between the tracks and grab their legs, holding them in place to be hit by an oncoming train. The origin story of this creature is even more varied and uncertain than its method of attack. Some people claim that the creature was once a captive in a traveling circus freak show in the early 1900s, in which it was horribly mistreated by both the ringman of the circus and the many spectators who came to see it perform, creating in it a deep hatred of all human beings. As that story goes, the circus train was hit by lightning as it traveled along the tracks. This caused the train to derail, freeing the goat man, who took the opportunity to dispatch its captors and tormentors, killing the ringman and all the other circus folk who had survived the accident. It then fled into the woods near the tracks, where it remains to this day, taking its revenge on humanity by luring people to their deaths. Other stories claim that the goat man was once a man who sacrificed goats to Satan in an unholy ritual intended to claim good harvest and immortality. In this version of the story, the man thought he was going to be granted the opportunity to live forever. But, as most deals with the devil go, he got more than he bargained for. Instead of an immortal human life, once he died a natural death, he was forced to return as the goat man and spend the rest of eternity in the service of Satan, leading unsuspecting innocents to their untimely demise. 
1988, an independent filmmaker released a short 16-minute film titled The Legend of the Poplick Monster. The Norfolk Southern Railway Company was unhappy with the release of this film because they were afraid it would draw more attention and thrill-seekers to the area and result in more deaths and tragedies. This was a legitimate concern, as during the two years that the movie was being produced, two people were killed at the trestle. The train company asked for a statement that promised that trespassers on the trestle would be prosecuted to be read prior to the screening of the film. In the film, a teenager is lured onto the track and narrowly escapes with his life by holding onto the side of the train tracks while the train passes overhead. Although this would be a very difficult way to survive, there have actually been instances of this happening. In 2016, a man named David Nee miraculously survived by holding onto a beam on the side of the track, although his girlfriend, Roquel Bain, was tragically hit and killed by the train. As it turns out, Nee was a martial arts instructor who regularly worked out, and that was his saving grace that gave him the strength to hold on and withstand the strong vibrations from the train passing overhead. Many similar tragedies have occurred at the trestle over the years. Multiple people who have ignored the no trespassing signs and eight-foot-tall fences blocking off access to the trestle in an effort to see the Pope-Lick monster for themselves have been killed after being hit by a train or by jumping from the trestle to avoid being hit. The most recent fatality happened on May 26, 2019, when 15-year-old Savannah Bright was struck by a train and killed. She and her friend Kaylee had been on the trestle several times before. They had returned on this fateful night and were walking along the trestle when they saw the oncoming train too late. Kaylee was also struck by the train, but managed to survive, albeit with serious injuries and significant trauma. Savannah's Instagram page is still visible, and two of her last posts, dated February 26, 2019, feature pictures of the two of them sitting on the tracks of the trestle and a video of them walking along the tracks. There are safe ways to see the trestle and search for the Poplick monster without risking your life. The parklands of Floyd's Fork owns the land surrounding the trestle, and there is now a walking track that passes underneath it and connects to other areas of the park. Additionally, during the spooky season, a haunted trail attraction called the Legend of Poplick is held at the site. Both of these options give thrill-seekers a safe way to explore the area and search for the creature without the dangers of accessing or walking along the trestle itself. Please legend trip responsibly and stay off the trestle to avoid prosecution for trespassing and possible death. And now it's time to break it down. Are you telling me there's a half man, half goat living near this bridge? That's what you're telling me. That's the story. I just want to make sure we got the same invitation to the same party. Yes. Okay. So all of the descriptions of him describe him, and it kind of, you know, it puts me in the mind of a satyr or a fawn, but this is no Mr. Tumnus that we're talking about here. (laughs) Okay. So I think first thing we should say before we get into this discussion, um, stay away from the bridge. Stay off the Pope Lick trestle. Here is one thing we know to be true. The bridge is dangerous. Trains still go on the bridge. Yeah, up to, they said up to 25 a day in my research. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm going to post some pictures of this train trestle mm-hmm. on our Instagram page. And to look at it, you really would think it's abandoned. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's rusty, it's old looking, it's kind of out in this wooded area. But they say train, I mean, this is a major thoroughfare. So there are like up to 25 trains going across this bridge. Oh, wow. All day, all night, all hours. Yeah, so please, and from what I've seen... 
There's no place to go. If you're on this bridge and a train comes across, you have no place to go. The way it's situated, by the time you know the train is coming, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about, you know, there's curves, there's mountains. You don't even hear it until it's too late for you to go anywhere. And back in the day, from what I understand, there used to be these, like, platforms that ran along the side. And I actually read a few cases where people... That was how they survived. Like, they were on the train or tracks, they saw the train coming, and they were able to get onto those platforms, which Mm. prevented them from dying. But those platforms aren't there anymore. So once you're up on that, you've got, like, 30 seconds. And, again, this thing is a very long span. And in the middle, it's 90 foot above the ground. The odds are not there for you. I mean, even if you're at the edge, even at the edges, it's 20 to 30 feet above the ground. You know, those are not odds I'm willing to bet on. Yes, so we'll start with that. So stay off the trestle. Stay off of that. Go to the thing they were talking about that they have where you can explore safely. Mm-hmm. That would... Yeah, because, I mean, all around it's park. Yeah. And if you're really looking for the monster, you know, some of the stories do say that he jumps off the trestle onto the ground. So feel free to take that walking track underneath it. That's what it's there for. But there are large fences, eight-foot-tall fences around the, the entrance. Do not try to climb those fences if those fences are pulled back do not go around Mm -mm. them Mm -mm. and i I believe still at the the base of the trestle there's still a memorial to savannah bright there respect Um, that and respect that yeah know that i think i saw at least 10 to 12 cases of people who have been killed on Mm -hmm. this trestle yes so now that we've established the safety and what we know to be true let's talk about our monster okay okay goats in general Goats in general are scary to me. I said it. I said what I said. I find them to be a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Black Philip in The Witch. Yeah. Um, they're, they're scary. Their eyes. Their They've eyes. Got those creepy eyes. Are, they can climb on literally anything. Yes. Um, so my first thought is maybe people are just seeing a goat. And maybe they're seeing a goat that's walking on its hind legs. That was my first thought. Would that be a weird theory? So then I got to looking, and I was looking up, could a goat walk on its hind legs? Mm-hmm. And there's a case of a goat in India that walks on its hind, that was walking on its hind legs. Um, it, apparently, its front hooves, front legs, I'm not sure of the anatomy, mm-hmm. but the front legs were paralyzed. So it had to walk and learn to walk on its hind legs, and it was mm-hmm. walking around upright. Very creepy. Yeah. Very creepy to see it do this. Especially if you're seeing that at night. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. That could creep you out. So I'm wondering, do we have a case of this going on? Uh, has anyone seen anything like this going on in the area? I don't know. Even if the goat isn't up on its hind legs, I think just seeing a goat in the dark, in the you're dark. not, you're oh, not yes. expecting to. Right. And even if your flashlight just catches a little glimpse of it, or the light, the eyes reflect just lo- mm-hmm. just right. That would be enough to spook you. That'd yeah. be enough for me. Yes, absolutely. Well, and the interesting thing about this, there are no confirmed sightings mm. of this monster. Like everybody has a story that, oh well, this is what it looks like, but nobody comes forward to say, oh yeah, I saw it, I saw that, and this is what it looks like. So I get to thinking about, and I think you know. I think it only exists maybe on our Facebook page and buried deep in our YouTube channel. But when we were doing trailers for this, Wendy, you told the story of Bloody Bones Mm -hmm. that your grandfather used to tell you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talked about how sometimes people make up stories in an effort to keep people safe. Mm -hmm. So we have this bridge that is 
90 feet off the ground, and it's 742 feet across, and it's a dangerous place without any stories attached to it. So maybe parents sometime told a story about how, oh, there's a goat man out there around the trestle. You don't want to go out there. Um, And maybe they thought, well, this is going to keep our kids from going out there and getting hurt. But a story like that, while it might keep little kids away, that's going to be super enticing to teenagers. (laughs) Who is this goat man? And I want to meet him. And and, and I'll tell this story. Uh, Parents do stuff like that. So here's a story from when I was a little kid. Um, We had a mechanic that lived in our community, which I live out in the middle of nowhere. So real rural area. And when I was a little girl, my mom would tell me that this particular mechanic, names will not be shared to protect the innocent, (laughs) uh, would put bad little girls in grease barrels in his garage. Mm. And so every time I was doing something bad, do you want me to call so-and-so and have them come get you and put you in a grease barrel? So parents make up stuff sometimes to get their children to not do things they don't want them to do. So that's not totally unheard of. No, no judgment because you got to do what you do to have just have peace and quiet. (laughs) I I get it. No judgment. But that poor mechanic, you were probably scared to death of him for no reason. (laughs) I I was, and he was probably the nicest old man in the world. (laughs) Definitely not a parenting win. Why are all these kids scared of me when I walk around? Like why? Why do they just run from me? (laughs) So. I tend to believe that that's probably the case here. You know, there's no confirmed sightings. This is a dangerous area. Parents probably started this, and it just kind of spread. And then over the years, things have kind of mutated and attached from that. Mm -hmm. Well, that was me, my uh, papa on bloody bones, to keep me away from that dangerous hill that led down to the the creek. Um, He would tell me that story. But then, you know, as I got older, I could see myself wanting to go and investigate. Yeah. Does this really exist? Teenagers looking for a thrill. And, you know, we've talked before. There's nothing much to do sometimes out in these places. And if you're looking for something fun to do on Friday night, hey, let's go catch the Pope with Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Grab your pointed stick. We're going to get (laughs) it. We're going to make the news. Yeah. All right. So we have that. We also, one of my favorite tales is the one about the circus coming through. Um, let's talk more about that. Okay, so so before we get into the story, and that is okay. a story that gets told, but there there's another side to that. Okay. So if you look at the website for the attraction, the, the Legend of the Pope Lick Monster, mm-hmm. that's the Halloween attraction. Now, obviously, they want people to come to their attraction. So they have a whole page on their site that talks about the history here. Now... It's really theatrical. Like, if you read the story there, they've taken bits and pieces of the legend, and then they have just made it extremely kind of out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just, it's interesting the way that they have put it. It's sensationalized as a backstory, just for the haunted trail and for the publicity part of it. So in that story, they give you, like, names of people. This was... uh, Colonel Shot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this yeah. name. I'm apologizing in advance. Um, they talk about the ringmaster being named Colonel Shadnecht. Shadnecht? One of those. And who, by the um, way, was not in the military. That was just the name Yeah, he that was, was just the name yeah. he had. Um, and they talk, but, you know, whenever you look into it, to me, that's a nod to Ron Shadnecht. 
He was the independent filmmaker behind the 1988 short film, The Legend of the Public Monster. And it's like, uh, they talk about how the bearded lady found him as an infant, and the bearded lady's name is Mrs. Bristles. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little tongue-in-cheek for me, which it's all in fun. You know, they're trying to create this big sensationalized story. But if you go back and you look, there's no, there's no, like, historical proof that there was ever a train that was struck by lightning and derailed here in this area. So that's kind of interesting. But one thing I do think is interesting, um, and this I think is mentioned too on the the attractions website, it talks about how they found him in Maryland. And if you look, Maryland has a goat man. Um, in Prince George County, there is a bunch of stories about the goat man there. So I think that's kind of an interesting connection. Now that is interesting. Which version has a pan flute? <laughs> Does either goat man have a pan flute? I did not find any. I was really hoping for a pan just, flute. Just a bloody rusty axe. That and although I want to know where, where the axe came from. Yeah, where, where did he get this bloody rusty axe? And it, why does it, he not keep better care of his tools? It fell off the train. I'm sure that the engineer oh, sure, had, yeah. had an axe on the on the train somewhere in the caboose or somewhere, and that, that fell off, mm-hmm. and that's what the goat man uses. Okay. That works. <laughs> well, and then a step further on their page, it talks about this Chess McCartney, mm-hmm. who was supposed to be a fire and brimstone preacher who went around and traveled the county or traveled the, I think he traveled the United States. And apparently he had a wagon pulled by goats, which, mm-hmm. you know, makes it even more into our story. And then apparently he was alleged to have had a relationship with yeah, <laughs> the, You know, with, every time there's a crazy creature, especially around here, you're going to get that backstory. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you're go- you'll hear that one, too. With the with the woman who found the goat boy or mm-hmm. goat, uh, goat child. And so it's like, okay, did this person really exist? Was there mm-hmm. really, I mean, when you try to dig into the truth and was there really a man who who went around with a wagon pulled by goats? And, yeah. And there's just so much to this. So many things. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Yes. Um, so one of the things, though, that, and this kind of goes back to um, our last episode. We talked about how the belief in a thing gives it power. Exactly. And so I really got that vibe with this, thinking about, okay, so... so realistically, there probably is no public monster. You know, there's no sightings. There's no... It's just a story that's kind of morphed over the years. But the public monster's sole purpose is to lure people onto the tracks and Mm -hmm. cause their untimely death. And the legend of the public monster does exactly that. Mm -hmm. The belief that people have in this story has led many people onto these tracks to search, which... I mean, just like the legend says, you get a split-second decision. Do I jump, in which I'm probably going to die, or do I stay here, in which I'm most certainly going to die? Or do I try to hold on to the side, which even though that's happened once, you know, most people are not going to have the, the strength to do that, you know. Yes, so here's what we know. Um, areas have their monsters. We have the Jersey Devil. We have Chupacabra. Um, now we have the, the goat monster. Mm-hmm. Um we know how science works. You can't have a half man, half goat. You just can't. That's not how science works. So, and I'm with you. Um, the legend is he lures you on the tracks. That's what this tale is doing. You're absolutely 100% right. And it's doing what it set out to do. Mm-hmm. And we need to make that stop. 
Yeah. We need for people to quit going onto the tracks and making this, giving it power. Right. We need to quit giving it the power. Absolutely. So it is an interesting tale. It's interesting to research a lot of stories behind it. I do feel like uh, this attraction would be fun to go to. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a blast. I do think it's something we might have to go check out. Yeah. Spooky season this year. Oh, yes. Be fun to go check out. But other than that, I just don't think there is a goat man lurking in the woods. Mm-mm. Well, and, you know, if we're, we're talking about, like, symbolism, mm-hmm. you know, people associate goats. Goats are always associated with Satan. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting, the story that they tell about how, oh, the, you know, this farmer sacrificed all his goats to Satan for immortality. And, and then, of course, you know, deals with, deals with the devil never turn out the way you expect them to. So he ends up instead um, turning into this creature to, you know, take wrath on the innocent, which I think is an interesting story. And we live, you know, as we've mentioned before, we live in the middle of the Bible Belt. You know, stories like that have power because of the symbolism behind them and the way that they get spread around. Absolutely. Well, we'd love to hear what you think about this story and about the legend of the Pope Lick Monster. You can contact us via Facebook at Haunted Haulers. We are also on Instagram at Haunted Haulers. And you can even find us on Twitter at Haunted Haulers. We do have a website, www.hauntedhaulers.com. And you can email us at hauntedhaulers at gmail.com. Until next time, listeners, beware of things lurking in the shadows. <laughs>